Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Three Roll Estate Craft Rum Distillery, crafting premium rum from their own Louisiana sugarcane. Three Roll is cane to glass. From Nola Pizza in the Nola Brewing Tap Room on Chapatula Street in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Rashidi, Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and director of the award-winning Birkenrode Reports. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Rashidi. Welcome to Out to Lunch. If you live in New Orleans, you can go for weeks, months, even years without having any connection to what goes on across the causeway on the north shore of Lake Pontchartrain. Mandeville, Covington, Madisonville, Hammond. Uh, they're just names of places that get hammered when the weather forecast gets it wrong and the storms go north of New Orleans. Ponchatoula sounds interesting. You've thought about checking out the Strawberry Festival, but when it comes down to it, why don't you just get a strawberry daiquiri at the drive-thru and, and go to one of the many festivals on this side of the lake? That's a pretty prevalent view from the South Shore. When you live on the North Shore, the perspective is understandably different. Without generalizing any more than I have already, the North Shore sees itself as a superior part of New Orleans. That's a mere 40 minute drive from downtown New Orleans. The towns on the North Shore, they say, have all the benefits of New Orleans without the crime, potholes, poor education, exorbitant rents, and inflated real estate prices. Even diehard New Orleanians have to agree that those downsides are real but they might be skeptical of the North Shore's claims to share the attributes New Orleans is best known for. South Shore skeptics, this show's for you. We haven't got time to go into every facet of North Shore-South Shore comparisons, so we're just going to look at one, hospitality. If you live on the South Shore, you're familiar with celebrity chefs and restaurateurs like Alon Shia, Donald Link, and Emeril Lagasse. If you live on the North Shore, you're also familiar with Pat Gallagher, Pat is the founder and linchpin of the Gallagher Restaurant Group, a collection of four restaurants in Covington, Mandeville, and Slidell. Pat's restaurants employ over 200 people from the classic upscale Gallagher's Grill in Covington to the casual seafood restaurant Pat's Rest a While on the lakefront in Mandeville. Pat Gallagher, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. If you live on the South Shore, you're familiar with elegant traditional hotels like the Monteleone, the Roosevelt, La Pavillon. If you live on the North Shore, you're familiar with the Southern Hotel in Covington. The Southern Hotel existed from 1907 till 1960. After the hotel closed in 1960, the building suffered all kinds of indignities, including a stint as a drugstore and a City of Covington government building. From 1983 on, it was totally abandoned. It wasn't until 2011 that lawyer and preservationist Lisa Condry Ward came along and convinced her husband, her brother, and her sister-in-law to go into business with her and buy the building. Some three years and $8 million in renovations later, the Southern Hotel reopened in 2014. Today, the hotel has 40 guest rooms, event spaces, a set of private guest suites in the garden, and a restaurant. Lisa Condry Ward, co-owner of Covington Southern Hotel, welcomed out to lunch. Thank you, it's a pleasure. Pat, over the years, we've talked to a number of New Orleans restaurant owners uh, on out to lunch. The, the one thing they've all agreed on is that the profit margin in the restaurant business is razor thin. Eric Cook, the chef and owner of Grigri in the Lower Garden District, 
put a number on it. He told us that if your profit is 6%, you're doing great. He said that even a well-run restaurant, your profit margin will often be more like 2%. This means that if you're charging $25 for an entree, your profit on that sale can be as low as 50 cents. When you think of everything that goes into getting the items in that entree purchased, prepared by a chef, delivered by a server, as the owner of the restaurant, it seems like your share would be less than everyone else in that chain of events. So two questions to start off with. Firstly, does the same restaurant profit margin math apply on the North Shore? Yes, and, and during these times, that razor-thin margin that you're talking about has gotten tighter than it was before. Is that because of inflation? Co cost of goods. Cost of goods from transportation, the supply chain. Uh, but I did hear some good news this morning that uh, people are starting to eat out more because it's less expensive for them in the long run. Groceries are up 13 to 14 percent. And I know we held our prices as long as we could. We've raised them a little bit, uh, but we haven't heard a peep from one customer about it. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged uh, that people on the North Shore are getting out. They are getting out. And there's a certain entertainment value to go into a restaurant you don't get by sitting and eating a cheese sandwich on your table You by don't yourself. have to do the dishes. That's another part. <laughs> and, my, and my second question, as a chef and restaurant owner, how conscious are you of the need to get out of the kitchen, out of the restaurant, and, and be the celebrity face of the business and to market it? Well, I'm, number one, I don't consider myself a celebrity, but um, it, it's, it's real important that we touch each table that comes into place. Whether it's myself or a manager, uh, every table that comes into place should be touched by a manager at least one time at, during their meal to make sure everything's right. And I've, you know, I've been doing it a long time on the North Shore. I started in 1978. And uh, I've seen a lot of changes. Uh, uh, it, 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 we've got an array of places to eat over there now that uh, in 1978, it was basically myself uh, Benny and Shirley at the Depot, Mr. Sal at La Provence, Sal at Sal and Judy's, and Padoni's on Claiborne Hill. And that was essentially the whole dining scene in 1978. So you had more competition uh, now, but get more people. So. No question. The, the growth has been phenomenal over there since Katrina. Lisa, on the South Shore in New Orleans, it's obvious who the tourists are and, and what they're doing there. They're conventioneers or vacationers. Uh, they're concentrated in the French Quarter where they're drinking, eating, and listening to music. Most of the major hotels in New Orleans are in the French Quarter, and the ones who aren't mention prominently in their marketing how many minutes easy walk they are from the quarter. All of these hotels benefit from the state of Louisiana expenditure on tourism marketing, which promotes the kinds of stereotypical New Orleans activities centered around Bourbon Street. Your hotel, the Southern Hotel, is a long way from Bourbon Street and the French Quarter. Who are you principally selling rooms to, and, and what kinds of tourists or other visitors visit Covington? When we started, I was anticipating our market was basically a three-hour driving range. And that's probably predominantly true, but the one big surprise we have is the depth of business here and the diversity of business was much greater than I thought. Some of the very first guests at the hotel within the first week were from Europe, um, Africa, all over, and they were here on business trips, pharmaceutical businesses, oil and gas, oil and gas related, 
So it's turned out that I was stunned, um, really, that we have a very diverse customer base. And I think people, especially post-COVID, feel more comfortable um, in a smaller environment. And while people like to walk around the French Quarter, you can walk from my hotel all over Covington. And there's a lot of bars and restaurants and art galleries and shops. And it's a very easy place to be. And you're not paying, you know, $70 to park your car overnight. <laughs> so um, that's kind of a nice benefit. And Lisa, you've got the restaurant in there. And I know a lot of hotels kind of farm that out. It's owned by somebody else, and it's, but it's in your facility. Is that how you work? No, uh, at the beginning, um, when we first opened, yes, we did. We had a tenant and we leased the space. But now it, we brought it all in-house. Um, there's so much, a, a restaurant in a hotel is so different. Our needs are so different. We need to give people food, you know, three meals a day, room service, bar service. There's a lot. And we do a tremendous amount of banquets. So it just made more sense for us to be able to control that and control the quality. And um, we are all about making sure every single person has a, a, the experience that they want to have. And we can control that better and provide that by bringing that all in-house. And so we've done that recently. We opened the restaurant in March. We would have opened a little sooner, but labor shortages and all the rest of it but we have been open since March. Uh, we're still not open for lunch yet, but we'll get there. Again, that's a labor-driven issue, but um, it's been great. That's I love great. my chef. Um, I was terrified to be in the restaurant business for all the reasons that you started the conversation <laughs> with Pat about, because when you hear about those races within margins, I'm like, wow, why am I doing this? But at the same time, <laughs> it made perfect sense for us, and it's going well, and um, I actually love it. I didn't I was in there the other night when we had 40 people sit down dinner. The restaurant's packed. There's people getting bar food. It was crazy. Well, that's and the it way was so exciting and so it. much fun to stand in that kitchen and watch the chef basically be, you know, the leader of the orchestra and the choreographer of a ballet. It's fascinating. Those, and now I'm hooked on it. I'm totally hooked on it. That's uh, <laughs> that's some good, good guests you have there. The you know, Pat, the part of your story that I love the best is the fact that the first restaurant, The Grill, you grew up like a stone's throw from it. Yeah, uh, two, two blocks from, three blocks from there. And uh, four blocks the other way uh, was our original family home. We, my dad was a coach at Covenant High School, and we, we, our house was literally between the football stadium, the school board office, and the gymnasium. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's got a good synergy for me. I, in fact, uh, I went to my senior prom in that building in 1968. Uh, but uh, You know, people are doing the math right now to yeah, figure out oh, that yeah, out. Sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been exciting. Uh, we had a good customer base to start with over the number of years that I had been there. But what's really encouraging is uh, the uh, younger group that are dining with us at all the restaurants now, people in their, their 30s. You know, when I was 30, I was going to a place called Gibson Street right around the corner from uh, her hotel and uh, drinking 25-cent beers at night. But <laughs> the, the, the kids now, they, they get a babysitter, get another couple, and go out to eat at the restaurants in town. Well, I'm sure you're encouraged by that. So in some ways, 
where the restaurant is is um, you haven't gone far in life. No. No, but it's, you certainly have. Just, just technically. They, uh, um, Lisa, we mentioned of, of labor. Um, what, what did you do? And do you have the people, um, I want to say what percentage do you have there, but do you have the people you needed to stay? Yes, I mean, we, um, you know, there's always turnover, but I, I have a core group that has been in the management of the hotel for several years now. And um, and like I said, I think bringing on Stephen Marcella as our, as our chef and his level of experience in the restaurant world um, enabled, you know, he attracted some very talented people as well. Um, so, you know, it's been it's been great. I mean, it's not perfect these days. Everybody, I feel like after COVID, we haven't settled back down yet. You know, just so many people decided they were going to do something else. And it's harder on the North Shore anyway. And on the South Shore, you have people who they are going to make their career out of service. You know, we had the same waiter at Antoine's. I mean, I think he was like 85 when he retired. You know, you don't have that stable of people who want to make restaurant and hospitality their career. So it's a little more challenging, but um, it's getting better all the time. And Pat, you have been, uh, well, first of all, Lisa's been very vocal about people in the service industry not getting paid enough. And then Pat, you've, you've come up with ways to change that. Well, my wife and I made a decision several years ago um, to offer insurance to our people. Uh, it's highly unusual in the service industry. And uh, when COVID hit, uh, my banker called me and, and said, uh, God bless him. He says, what do you need? I said, well, I, I really don't know. <laughs> this is all uncharted waters. But um, he set up a line of credit for us. And it enabled me to walk in at our staff meetings. We knew we were going to be closed for two months. It enabled me to walk in at our staff meetings and tell all of our employees, okay, we've applied for the PPP. It's coming. We don't know when. And as it turns out, uh, Gulf Coast Bank was very prompt and quick on it. But it enabled me to go in and tell them, your insurance is paid for the next 60 days. You don't have to worry about it. And that really was a, a key in us keeping our staff together uh, during that period. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Raschuti. I'm talking with Chef Pat Gallagher from the Gallagher Restaurant Group on the North Shore and Lisa Condry Ward, co-owner of the Southern Hotel in Covington. And Lisa, I was going to ask you how you get how you bring in the people uh, from the South Shore, but <laughs> your earlier answer made me even more curious. How do you how do people from Africa and Europe find you? Well, uh, most of that is business. They they have business here. Um, on the North Shore. Okay. And uh, that was how they, at the beginning. Now, the Louisiana Tourism Commission really did a strong push pre-COVID to uh, connect European travelers with Louisiana and the North Shore. And they were, they were just, you know, it takes years to kind of lay that groundwork. And it was just happening right when um, COVID happened. But, but the people who came to our hotel they felt very comfortable because it has a European feel to it, to them. You know, it's a family-owned, um, historic boutique hotel. And so that was all actually going pretty well. And then COVID, you know, kind of blew up those plans. And I don't know how long it will take them to be able to get that 
back in the groove. And and Pat, is, did you do market research? I mean, you had the original place, and then you opened three more. Was it market research, or was it something like seat of the pants or something in it, between? It was very unscientific, I can tell you that. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 I canvassed all our people, and we had a lot of man, good Mandeville customers that we would see three, maybe four times a year. Um, we see them every three weeks now. And we were turning people away on Fridays and Saturday nights. That opened up some space there. But I've, I've described the Mandeville Covenant situation as kind of like East and West Berlin. Uh, <laughs> people, people do not want to drive from Covington to Mandeville. They, it's like you're asking them to go to Lake Charles. But, and, it's, and, and it's the same way because the traffic is, is, is quite congested over there right now. But you be. didn't put up a wall like in Germany. No, or no, no, that's I-12. <laughs> but... but uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's worked out quite well. Um, it's it's really two two separate dining markets uh, over there right now. And Lisa, when I think about you know you, the, the financing you had, I mean you had your husband and your brother and your sister-in-law. Um, how has that gone? I, I just want to say at Tulane we have a family business uh, forum, and uh, there's a lot of issues. You know, uh, half finance, half psychology. Uh, how? <laughs> How are things gone with that? Well, you know, I'm I'm really I'm really lucky with that because the rest of them just don't want to do anything about it. You know, they're like, okay, go do it. <laughs> so, so it, you know, we don't have to have a lot of board meetings or family meetings about anything. It's pretty much, you know, from the beginning. My brother, uh, he still lives in the town I grew up in, like Providence. He was a farmer and a real estate developer, and um, you know, he just was like, hey, you've always talked about this. I want to diversify, uh, invest in some other things, you know, give it a shot. Um, and that was amazing because like Pat, I mean, I, I wasn't armed with marketing studies at that point. Really, I started out, I just wanted to save a building. And then at some point I realized, oh my God, now I'm going to own a hotel. Um, but, you know, it's been great. And I felt like Covington was ready for that, um, that there was pent-up demand, that we we had enough going on, um, and that it also would spur other development, which which it has. You know, people feel a lot more comfortable putting in a little shop or another restaurant when you're not reliant solely on the people in your town. Well, you know, uh, people in New Orleans never know anything above I-10, so Lake Providence up in the northeast uh, corner of yeah. the state, right? <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. Well, what, what Lisa's done with the hotel downtown has just been an anchor for the development down there. Uh, there. There are more things happening every day, and it's doing no small part to what she's done at that hotel. Now you, um, congratulations to Lisa. Pat, you um, you weren't always on your own. You had partners at one point? Twice. Twice. Would you rather not have partners? Uh, my, my wife is my partner, all right? <laughs> and and uh, I don't know what I'd have done without her over all these years. As, as the, the late, great Jerry Garcia said, "What a long, strange trip it's been." But, uh, <laughs> but uh, she's been she's been wonderful, and 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 she's been the anchor of our family. And I've now got three of my oldest kids involved in the in the restaurants, uh, to where hopefully at some point I can step aside a little bit and work a little less. Uh, but they're they're both intimately involved in it right now, all but, three of them. But that's a tough. It's a whole different subject, but very tough. Uh 
topic is you reach a certain age and you have to sort of let go a little bit. I mean, you are you doing that? Are you fighting it? What? I'm I'm reluctantly giving things up. Uh, <laughs> in fact, Skylar, my oldest, is right here right now, and uh, but uh, but I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, I still enjoy going in every day. I enjoy seeing the guest. Uh, but uh, you know, it's 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 time to ease out of it a little bit. You could stay the face. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's I, uh, I, that, that's the plan. I think that'd be a good gig, really. <laughs> Lisa, you have in addition to let's say an eight million dollar renovation, you bought the building and then you put eight million dollars into it. You've got some amazing plans going forward, and uh, we could talk about them for for a little bit. But it took real chutzpah to do what what you're doing. This um, the idea you have what townhouses coming up and condos. Like, is it on the same plot? Um, well, there's two different developments. One is across. So so we we also expanded into the old 1937 post office in 2018 renovated that and we you know we used historic tax credits um, for both of those buildings which is a godsend I mean nobody can restore these old buildings it costs so much more than trying to do something you know new um, so but across the street would be a brand from the ground up and that would be condos townhomes and a little bit of multi-use and then we but our the, what I'm really focused on right now is expanding the hotel. So we've also bought behind the hotel and we're going to do um, retail and then 24 more rooms, condos and a full service spa. Um, and that will be right behind the hotel on New Hampshire Street. I'm very excited about that. It is really hard these days with the cost of construction, you know, but um, that that development is definitely moving forward as quickly as I can get it going. Is it like uh, when you have a position in private equity where people get a, a capital call, like you had to go ask your husband and, and the rest of the family members for more money? Um, yeah, you know, it just kind of, it, it just kind of, it, it happens. And we also have some really great banking partners. Gulf Coast has been great. Resource Bank has been great. Um, so I am still figuring out the new piece a little bit, you know, whether I want to take partners in that. I don't know. We'll figure that out. But um, it's exciting. It's a lot of fun. Now, Lisa, what I would think is that the uh, restaurant attracted locals or within, you know, several miles and the hotel was attracting people from elsewhere. Have you kind of divvied up and figured out where people come from? Well, uh, it's funny. We, uh, my office used to be across the street from the parking lot, and I noticed in the summers, all these people would pull in and all of their boogie boards and beach umbrellas would come tumbling out of the trunk. And I was like, and they all had Texas license plates. And I was like, wow, what's going on? Turns out we are exactly halfway to the, to the beach from Dallas and Houston and places like that. So in the summer, we get those people. But, but I will say for, for the hotel, we have been so lucky we are so supported by the local community. And that was one thing when I had a market study done, um, the first one, they just didn't get that. You know, they were trying to compare me to little motels out on the highway. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not what, that's not what this is gonna be. And honestly, our bar, our restaurant, and the whole hotel is so supported by the locals. It's amazing. And actually, you know, people call it Covington's living room. And 
the guests from out of state really like it because they're meeting all these locals and it's really it's really wonderful to watch the interaction and some guy from Wisconsin saying well tell me about Louisiana what's it like living here you know and they get a whole different experience and really feel like they kind of come to know our community um, and that's kind of a neat thing you two have done a great job for the for Covington I'll tell you that the whole North Shore well you know you're talking about where the guests come from when I started my first restaurant in, in 78, uh, the Winter Circle in Folsom. And I was there till 86. On any given Friday or Saturday night, uh, 50%, 50 to 60% of our crowd was from the South Shore. Uh, and now, a lot of those people now live on the North Shore. Uh, but right. but uh, they've, they've moved over. And uh, it's it's been very, very encouraging. Uh, the customer act interaction yeah, we have. Yeah, it would be really hard. You know, there's also that there's the Covington Mandeville thing, but then really I didn't. Ex I thought it would take much longer to get the New Orleans people to come over. What I didn't understand is historically the North Shore was kind of a summer place right. for a lot yep. of them, and they had spent time over here. They were familiar, familiar, and very early on a Wednesday night there was a young couple in the in the restaurant. I was like, wow, y'all are from New Orleans. And they're like, oh, we come over here all the time during the week because it's just so easy and it's a getaway. It is human nature to compare yourself to others. It might not be conducive to good mental health, but we can't, <laughs> we can't help judging ourselves. Apparently, as humans, we like to know where we stand on various subjects like rich, poor, old, young, smart, stupid. If we really were smart, though, we wouldn't do this at all because it's pointless. Knowing that you're richer, older, or taller than someone else doesn't make you a better person. Uh, in a similar vein, believing that the city you live in is better than the city someone else lives in doesn't actually make your city better. New Orleanians on the South Shore prefer living here for their own reasons, and the exact same logic applies to the North Shore. For diehard South Shore loyalists, maybe today's glimpse into your restaurants, Pat, and your hotel, Lisa, will open some minds to the merits of the North Shore. And to our friends on the North Shore, Pat and Lisa drove all the way to the Irish Channel without getting carjacked or shaken down by someone claiming to know where they got their shoes. So, <laughs> Pat and Lisa, thanks you so much for taking the time to cross the causeway and, and join me today and Out to Lunch. Thank you. Thank you very much. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Chef Pat Gallagher, chef owner of the Gallagher Restaurant Group, and Lisa Condry Ward, co-owner of the Southern Hotel in Covington. We edited this show to fit into the time slot here on WWNO. You can hear our unedited conversation and find out more about Lisa's hotel and Pat's restaurants by listening to the Out to Lunch podcast. You can find and subscribe to the Out to Lunch podcast on your podcast app and on our website, itsneworleans.com. If you want to know what we look like, you can find photos in this show on itsneworleans.com and our Out to Lunch social media. These photos were taken today by Jill LaFleur. You can find more of Jill's photos at lafleurphoto.com. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. And our researcher is Maggie Mendel. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the lunch table for more business, New Orleans style on Out to Lunch.
Out to Lunch was recorded live over lunch at the NOLA Brewing Tap Room, 3001 Chapatula Street, open seven days a week. NOLA Brewing Tap Room has a wide variety of craft beers and authentic hand-tossed New York-style city pizza by NOLA Pizza. More information is at nolabrewing.com. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Three Roll Estate Craft Rum Distillery, crafting premium rum from their own Louisiana sugarcane. Three Roll is cane to glass. And by Basics Swimming Gym and Basics Underneath Fine Lingerie. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com.